The Max Level Podcast for April 27th, 2020 is made possible by Level Down Games. Check us out over at leveldowngames.com for the latest reviews and brand new episodes of both Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday, and BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday. On with the show. The following episode has been paid for by the New World Order. Wait a second. No, it hasn't. This is Max Level. This is Level Down Games. Obey me, Wario. I am your master. Mario is your enemy. The wicked imposter Wario has cast an evil spell over Mario Land. Don't let Mario get the six golden coins. Don't let Mario lose it. Do you feel good after that? That's my childhood right there, man. I would fire up Monday Night Football waiting for Raw to come on. And then I'd be flipping back and forth between Monday Night Football and WCW. And then I'd flip over between Nitro and Raw for like a while. And that was my Monday night. You said you said WCW like Scott Hall. WCW. <laughs> oh yeah, here, here to see WCW. WCW. <laughs> the recall button on my controller went between those three stations, man, and I I loved it, dude. I thought that was so much fun. Did you uh, pay attention to the NFL draft? Past yeah, days. man. I watched think? the first round, dude. I thought it was pretty good. I thought the digital format actually worked out a lot better. I think the only hilarious part was was the fan cam was really weird. I don't know who those people were. <laughs> I may have enjoyed the digital format more so than the live format. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I do agree with that. Yeah, dude. I, I will tell you the sound cues were hurting. Like you would, you, Goodell would be making the selection. He'd be like, and with the sixth pick, and you hear, like it just came in or something and you're like he's talking can we not i don't know i don't know if that's like the the digital person within us saying that we like the digital format better though like that the twitch streamer in us or the content creator or whatever because we are so digital i mean all we do is digital so i don't know if that influences our thinking on did we like this format better it could have i liked it i thought it was kind of cool i you know you had a bunch of people pitching in from the draft-a-thon did you guys catch the draft-a-thon hilarious okay i I didn't i didn't watch that i just kind of followed the uh the the main stream of the draft i followed the main draft too but i saw some highlights from the draft-a-thon and i'm i'm sad i missed it it was like a bunch of different celebrities and football players just like on a zoom call making fun of each other and talking about the draft and they're they were trying to raise money for covid stuff so that's what they were doing and it was like tom brady tom brady Deion sanders rich eisen and like russell wilson were on a zoom call together. 
That's and, really uh, cool. Russell Wilson was down in SoCal or something, and his internet was acting up because Xfinity's great. And he was in his like private car or something, and and Tom's like, "Why are you in the car, man? And Ciara kick you out of the house?" <laughs> just like ragging on each other, like they're homies. Like it was this weird dynamic to see. It's crazy to see these freaking GMs and how uh, their homes or their living room setups and shit. Yeah, <laughs> like man, some of these guys are just straight up balling. You know about the actual picks, I thought it was kind of crazy that Joe Burrow from Louisiana goes like first pick, which is fine, you know, since since he could probably but use it, a quarterback. That, that was everybody. I mean, that yeah. was what everybody expected to but happen, then and that's what I kind of wanted to get at. Quarterback doesn't go for another twenty-five picks. No, dude. No. Quarterback <laughs> went on number five to a to a yeah Tua went to Miami at five, and then oh, Justin Herbert. Yeah, I miss I missed Tua. You're right. Justin Herbert went at six to the Chargers. Oh gosh, I missed that. Yeah, you're right. You are right. Um, and then uh, I but, that's, but that's kind of what I wanted to to uh, to talk about is that there were no like surprising moves this year. Like everyone kind of everyone kind everyone kind of took it easy until maybe midway through when Tampa Bay ended up with Tristan Wirfs. Maybe. I'm not going to lie to you. I was shocked that the Raiders didn't take CD Lamb. Everyone thought they were going to get CD Lamb. They picked up Rugs instead. I I like Rugs. Well, and and I mean, with a wide receiver, you're kind of going you know, it's you're kind of taking a gamble with them anyways because who knows how well they're going to gel with the team and with the quarterback. But I think Rugs is great. I'm, I think he's a stellar wide receiver. And Lamb's great seen, too. CD Lamb is really freaking good too. So I don't know. I I've just heard people talk about CD Lamb's ability to be like DeAndre Hopkins, and I thought, wow, why would you why would you not get that guy? Because you can get a lot of good decent wide receivers in round two and three, which the Raiders did pick up two wide receivers in like the second round back to back. So I don't know why you wouldn't pass on like a once in a 10 year talent or whatever, but what do I know? You know, well, welcome to the Max football podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Max football podcast. What do I know? Max football (laughs) podcast. That's just the tagline for Sean's life. What do I know? (laughs) I don't know much, man, but I know I love you. don't know much but I love you to know I'll give you something you didn't know Sean this is Max Level a weekly video game podcast brought to you by Level Down Games oh did you know that oh you didn't know you're but a call somebody. <laughs> For those just joining us, welcome home. Max Level is a breakfast powwow between four friends wrapped up in an all-purpose gaming show. On today's episode, we don't really have any new games to talk about. So to keep us from repeating the same thing over and over again, we'll explore what else we've been up to over the past week in place of campaign games. From there, an interesting thing has been happening within Animal Crossing New Horizons. If you're unaware, you're not going to believe this. I'm your host, Brian, and joining us this week, we have, over in the sound booth, it's Sean. What's up? You are here. You are alive. That is a positive thing. That's an accomplishment, let me tell that's, you. That's an accomplishment. Uh, I Kyle, treat my body like an old honky tonk. Also here. In this day and age... It is an accomplishment for Sean to be alive. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, Daniel. Especially in video games. Sean's usually dead lately. You should have seen him playing DVD last time we played. This guy. He's on a hook this every five guy. seconds. I, th- I had to make sure I wasn't playing with you, Kyle. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, like Vietnam flashbacks. Just <laughs> Rounding out the crew this week, we have Dan. Yes, I am back. S- screw work. You are here. 
rounding out the four. Frank, uh, still, I think, working on Saturday. I really don't talk to him much anymore ever since Shout all this stuff started Frank, going on. Man. Yeah, I don't, I don't talk to him much anymore. Yeah, may he rest Look at me up in Animal Crossing. <laughs> may, he, may, may, he, may he rip, but, uh, yeah. Rest in spaghetti, never forgetty. Special shout out to Dance with the Dead for allowing us to use their music for all of our content. Woo! Everyone absolutely needs to go check these guys out and support their music. They can be found on Bandcamp, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, pretty much everywhere. Check them out. You will not be disappointed. Do not forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us and leave that five-star rating and a review so we continue to climb those charts in terms of search results. This is the moment where we normally transition to as the sound cue right there signifies campaign games. But because there hasn't been a ton of new releases lately, we did have Trials of Mana this past week, but Sean really let us down, and then I myself didn't have a chance to pick it up yet, but we're going to place the blame solely on Sean. I don't know what... I'm okay I, with that. Yeah, I, that accept, I don't know I what's going that. on here. I played the demo, and it was a hot pile of garbage. Somebody who was so excited for Trials of Mana and had it at, like, number five on Thunderdome and was talking about how he was going to have Kyle play the game when it came out as his, like, game for 2020. See, I I still might, actually. I still think it looks good. <laughs> nah, nah, no. I think there's better dialogue on the Young and the Restless, dude. I'm not kidding with you, right? I'm not trying to be rude to the people over at Square Enix. I think they do a lot of good things. I just was not hooked by this, dude. Like, you cannot sit here and tell me that you guys have never passed on a game that you were stoked for because the demo sucked. <laughs> I'm the just giving you a hard time, Sean. You have to be defensive. You getting too defensive, Sean. I don't care. The game Somebody sucks. woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. <laughs> Dang right. Because I actually got up on time and got in here within freaking. Oh, okay. No, it's kidding. The first time Sean's ever got it up on time. Am I right? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> this first yeah, time Sean's ever the, got it up at all. That's the one and only, man. I'm like an old Ford. You got to crank that bad boy before it gets going. Uh, <laughs> we the love game sucked. None game of us sucked. have played. None of us have played Trials of Mana yet, unfortunately. Even though Sean thinks it sucks, all he's played is the demo. We haven't actually played, played the okay. game yet. Holler at your boy if I'm wrong over here on our Discord, but I'm pretty sure the demo is just the beginning of everything. It's 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 the game. It's the beginning of the game for every character, and then it stops at a certain point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, if you played, sit here and you play the first twenty of it. minutes, you played a I fraction played of it. minutes of the game, dude. <laughs> of an RPG. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But twenty if you're minutes of me, a JRPG. There was nothing fun about it, dude. Sometimes games start slow, Sean. I don't That's know. I haven't actually played it. Twenty minutes nothing of a JRPG. <laughs> but the whole point of mentioning it is that none of us really have had a chance to play Trials of Mana yet. So you played it. It wasn't unless, fun. You didn't play it. <laughs> unless we're going to sit here and hammer home on the Final Fantasy VII remake that Kyle and I are though. still playing. A disappointment of what? What are you disappointed on? Sean. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. We could talk an entire podcast episode and on that. Everybody's been disappointed with me for a long time. I don't even want to. <laughs> Damn. He's taking a dark turn. You and, you and my dad, man. <laughs> but we, could talk, we could talk Animal Crossing again if we wanted to. We could talk Persona 5 Royal 
Royal. But those are the only three games that I know of that I've played that Sean, I mean, unless we want to throw DVD in there, I don't think Kyle's been doing anything different. Dan's playing Call of Duty. Yeah, I was going to say, you guys are playing the wrong game. You guys need to be playing some Warzone. <laughs> so unless we want to talk something. I played about 20 minutes of that. That game sucks. <laughs> yeah, <I bet. laughs> Unless we want to talk the same things we've been talking for the past month, we need to do something a little different today. So let's take a quick break from games. Unless you want to talk games, I'm going to give you the floor, each of us, to talk whatever we want. So if you want to talk games, you can. If you want to talk wrestling, it's fine. Whatever. Whatever you feel like talking about for a couple minutes at a time. What's to kick things off? I'll fire it up. I want to know what your guys' thoughts are on the COVID wrestling, because I actually thought that I would hate the no crowd, but I dig what AEW is doing with the no crowd and just having the superstars at the ringside. It sets up a lot of dynamic for stories. It does. It does. And I'm glad you decided that you wanted to talk wrestling because I kind of did, too, for a few minutes. I have been spending a lot of time watching wrestling recently, not necessarily like current stuff, but older stuff as well. So in in terms of we're answering your question on the covid wrestling, I'm really somewhat enjoying it. I obviously prefer crowds for wrestling because of the dynamic atmosphere and the electricity that they bring but at the same time a crowd can distract from a show as well and seeing what these guys are doing without people there and knowing that they still have to you know put on a good show for everybody at home it's made everybody step their game up so to speak because they have to do and they have to be more entertaining because there's not a crowd there to help them along well i just feel like you look at the wwe product versus the aew product and there's a clear difference in feeling of course that wasn't there before you know like they they filmed the de- nxt raw and smackdown at the performance center and it's bone dry there's no one there and then they film dynamite in like uncle rick's backyard almost with like a bunch of superstars around the ring and i feel like the aew matches are more entertaining even though they may not be better produced like brody lee staring down marco stunt did you see that I yeah did. i thought that was really cool they made crowd and involvement out of nothing and drove a storyline out of a wrestler that a lot of us probably could care less about, to be honest. I mean, I'm not a huge, I don't have anything against Marco stunt, but he's not a main event player. I don't really have a Marco stunt like following. He's not even like Spike Dudley for me. You know, he's lower than you that. Don't have, you don't have a Marco stunt t-shirt. The way that my closet is set up, I'd really don't have space for it. <laughs> well, speaking of Brody Lee, did you guys see uh, the, he's got the whole world in his hands, but I need help or something. Is that, a uh, prelude to um, Eric Rowan coming on over? I hope not. I, I hope I thought they not. didn't like each other. I mean, I, I, I think they don't like each other, but I don't know for sure. I hope it's not leading to that. Obviously, uh, Dan referencing a lot of the releases recently that, that WWE has kind of went through. And I'd be interested to see. I just read yesterday, actually. Uh, so Friday that oh, fresh. AEW was going to be going back to live TV soon. So that will um, open up the doors maybe for the what are they calling themselves now? The revolt, not the revival, even though there already is a tag team named the revolt down in North Carolina. Um, Well, they trademarked like five things. They trademarked Shatter Machine, Top Guys, No Flips, Just Fists. They probably should have called themselves Shatter Machine. Yeah. I mean, that's that probably would have been a better name, but I would have gone for Top Guys. Yeah, the Top Guys works too. Top Guys too, yeah. 
I mean, any any of those would have been better than the Revolt, who, like, again, I I, I said they that already is a tag team name. Uh, These two guys have been using the name the Revolt for like five or six years down in the North Carolina indie scene and have a ton of merch with that name on it. So they were uh, tweeting at the uh, at the Dash Wilder and whatever their hell what that what Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. Those are their new names now. I I uh, like their new names better. (laughs) I don't I don't I don't I don't don't mind them. I don't mind them at all. But I'm just saying people were tweeting the uh, the merch at them. So they may end up having to change their names. Who who I I really don't know. But I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. I have been uh, I have been enjoying the AEW product with the wrestler sitting ringside. But one of the things that I've been doing a lot, you know, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. We'll talk to Animal Crossing later on in the show uh, because I do have a a main discussion. I thought of that will be fun for us to kind of jump into centered around something that's been going on in Animal Crossing, not necessarily Animal Crossing itself, but something that's happening with in the community. So we'll talk about that a little later. But while I've been sitting on the couch at night playing Animal Crossing with Jessica and just kind of enjoying what we've been doing, because it's very unusual what her and I have been doing for the past like three weeks, spending time together a lot at night. (laughs) We don't usually do that (laughs) because I'm usually in the studio playing other games or on the computer, but it's been really nice being able just to, you know, she gets home from work. I'll grab my switch. I go out there, we eat dinner. And then after we eat dinner, we usually put some stuff on TV and literally play Animal Crossing the rest of the night. It's been fun. But after she falls asleep, it's usually late at night. I don't want to get back, come back in here at like one, two o'clock and start playing Final Fantasy or something else again at that point. So I just stay on the couch and play Animal Crossing for like another hour or two. And I've been putting on a lot of old WCW wrestling. So it's funny oh, that you yeah. mentioned <laughs> WCW earlier WCW. because I've uh, I've been watching. I actually have watched all the Clash of the Champions from 95 through 97 and and I've also now watched Halloween Havoc 96 and World War Three from 1996. Did you see me and Kyle? <laughs> Did you see me and Kyle at 96, baby? I didn't. But if you tell me where you guys were, I'll try to go back and find you again. Because <laughs> I, I know, know it was in Las Vegas and I know you guys were there, right? I was mid-bowl. I, I think I was, I was mid-bowl. Um, then I'm probably not going to see you guys. Just look for a gangly, like, four foot two, 98 pound, long hair down to your ears with a sign that says big sexy with three X's on it and wonder if I'm (laughs) sketch or not. (laughs) I forgot you had that sign as like a, as like a, the eight year old or whatever. Big sexy. I was probably wearing wearing an XL Slipknot shirt with some Jinko jeans. So if you can find that. You know what, man? Uh... The Outsiders, I think, were in a triple threat match that night. I'm trying to remember exactly the pay-per-view, like the matches, because I watched those two kind of back to back. But I will uh, I will go back to the Outsiders match and see if they put your big sexy sign on TV. I'm telling you right now, I was the biggest Kevin Nash mark. I don't know why. I just I loved the guy. <laughs> Dude, he was one of the greatest. He was one of the I was best, one of man. the uh, one of the hundreds in the audience wearing a sting mask. So <laughs> yeah, I'll find you. I, I, I think pretty sure I saw you sit in the front row. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Up, you could just, you could just say it was you. You could just say it was you. <laughs> I think I was actually there to see Goldberg. No, no. Goldberg wasn't there yet, no. Sean. No, he was. Yeah, he was. He was there. He, he, he beat fought DDP, DDP that for night. The, he beat DDP. DDP challenged him for the belt. Yep. Okay, then you guys weren't at 96. Uh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> 
All right, you gotta make me go on here. Let's see here. DDP versus Goldberg. Halloween Havoc. Oh, it was 98. <laughs> I was gonna say, it was in 96. <laughs> you weren't even a year off. You were two years off. Goldberg was not there in 96. <laughs> DDP, oh was a, DDP was a, was a mid-card just breaking out in 96. Like, he was somewhere beginning, middle of the card. Talk about DDP, man. That guy, what a stud. Oh, yeah. I loved, I loved Dallas Page, man. That guy, that guy was freaking dynamite. But that's what I've been doing. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of old wrestling and uh, not playing games besides Animal Crossing. So, yeah, I hear that. I've been enjoying Animal Crossing a lot, but I, I feel like quarantine life has kind of caught up with me. I actually I go back to work on Monday when this episode posts my furlough ends. I don't know how to live to my life anymore. No, I don't know what to, to go? do. No, no, not really. No, I mean, I kind of I kind of enjoy just being on lockdown. I feel like I'm in a I feel like I committed. So I feel like I committed some crime or something and they gave me probation. Like <laughs> I'm at home and I got to rejoin society. <laughs> I actually think that's a that's a discussion worth having because a lot of places over the next seven days are going to be coming off of lockdown. This or quarantine this, as you said, this podcast posts on the 27th ohio is prepping to begin slowly opening back up starting friday may 1st so a lot of and and i mean ohio governor dewine has been handling everything you know the best of that he can i mean i i salute him to everything that he's done i think he's handled the situation better than a lot of other states have but there will come a time when we need to reopen and, and it is coming soon so we, we do have to have that discussion, like had people need to reacclimate back to society almost. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't happen to be talking about Mayor Carolyn Goodman from Las Vegas, would you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, she, she's setting the world on fire, Kyle. <laughs> you got a crazy one out there. <laughs> uh, she was doing good for a little while and then she she had to ramp it up with the with the bonkers but poor uh, poor Kyle's city and state are basically going to be the uh, the control population it doesn't for, seem uh, like that anymore it seems like it seems like no. Georgia and Atlanta are going to be that now they said all right we're doing it like we're opening back up and then the, well that was the governor and the mayor of Atlanta said no we're not and she's like don't don't go out stay home so it seems like it seems like Georgia's having a real tough time with everything also so hopefully i, I don't want to say hopefully not us like hopefully Georgia gets sick and not nevada but um i mean hopefully nevada doesn't honestly yeah man i i, I, I it, this whole this whole situation has just been a, a complete mess i and i had a feeling the reopening was going to be somewhat disastrous for a lot of places because there's no like set way to roll it out there's no like doctrine that tells us what to do funny you mentioned that brian there is if you haven't heard about our lord and savior jesus christ the doctrine well, states I don't I don't I, know I, that religion guy. needs to be the right thing to, to bring it to the topic. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was funny that you used the word doctor. And I was like, when has Brian ever talked about doctor? And that's great. <laughs> I, don't know, I, I, I couldn't think of the right uh, document, I guess, would have been you another way to say it. You but. probably used it correctly. Let me let me see doctrine. Let's. Doctrine definition. Transcript. A belief or set of beliefs held or taught by a church, political party, or other group. Okay, so so, so doctrine was yeah. the wrong word. Uh, yeah. Manuscript? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. 
y'all y'all busted my balls earlier when I apologized for not playing a game. So I just had to I had to clap back on you on that. I had to give you a Pelosi. That's fine. No, that, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> my apologies, Sean. Don't be for sorry. You have nothing to be sorry word. for, Brian. What are you sorry for? <laughs> There's no document that tells us really how to reopen the uh, the the states. So it's it's going to be interesting over the next seven days or two weeks or whatever. I think Frank said New York was until like May 15th. Uh, there are some states, I think, that even had set up to like June. So, I mean, it is going to be something that we're seeing over the next four or five weeks as as states start to reopen. How will people reacclimate to society? What's going to happen when restaurants open up again and all these places start having crowds again? It's going to it's going to be weird, man. It's going to be weird. Yeah, I just uh, I mean, one thing that I do like is just how life has kind of slowed down. And I hope a lot of people, you know, hopefully can take some good out of this and realize that, you know, life isn't uh, doesn't always need to be go, go, go. You know, uh, I've, uh, my wife being a teacher, uh, you know, they just canceled the school year for the rest of the year. So, I mean, she's home a little bit more. She doesn't have, you know, meetings after school. I mean, really up until this week, my job hasn't been as crazy. So it's been nice to kind of just work some eight hour days and I get to spend a lot more time with my wife. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, people with their kids who, you know, I'm sure get a little annoyed because their kids are home all the time. But I, you know, I thought Kyle was trying to get rid of his kids. Well, you know, we <laughs> I, I put them on Nukazon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to ship them off as new villagers. He's trading Wesley for 800 Nook Miles tickets. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Let me get let me get one Pietro and one Rodney for two All American boys. <laughs> 80 Nook Miles tickets. <laughs> I've always been like outspoken about, you know, how life's uh, more than just working. And I, you know, I hope people can kind of, you know, take a step back from this and hopefully realize things in their life. You know, like I said, it doesn't have to be go, go, go and just appreciate life and appreciate the people around you. It's been nice that life has kind of slowed down a little bit. And me and my wife, you know, have had time for each other. And, you know, we actually feel like we get to sit down and like, you know, sometimes when uh, we both get busy, whatever, we're just, you know, swinging by the drive through and grabbing dinner and cooking is something that I love to do. So it's nice to be able to kind of have that time to come home and cook some nice dinners and because it is, that's another way for me to unwind. But, you know, sometimes when you put in 12, 13 hour days, you know, the last thing you want to do is come home and stand in front of a damn oven. So, you know, eating habits change a little bit, you know, we've been able to get out and with my wife being home, we've been able to, she's been able to walk the dogs in the morning. And then when I get home from work, we walk them again in the afternoon. So it's just getting out. It's a little more, a little more of a healthier life style you know stress is in there we're eating a little bit better we're taking more walks uh, you know it, it's nice and i'm i'm gonna miss it when things start to go back to normal well and and like i told you guys yesterday i'm i'm working every single day i worked yesterday and i'm gonna work every single day for like nine straight days and it's shortened hours but it's like you know just the fact of like so getting annoying. up out of bed freaking sucks so i what i did do and and i told myself i wasn't gonna do this boys but i freaking did it do you remember how i was gonna buy those hawaii tickets a couple months ago before this got way too damn <laughs> <laughs> you bought them already? No, I didn't buy Hawaii oh, okay. tickets, but okay. I did buy New York tickets. Okay. <laughs> yeah. When are you going? September. So it's that's, you, that's ho- hopefully by then everything will be somewhat. Hopefully we're we're all transitioning know, out of the. Yes, New York will be open again. Yeah, yeah, and we're yeah, we're going to be able to travel you safely and not have to worry about those things again. But even if it's not, I got six plane tickets. Okay, it's me, 
my wife, my mother-in-law, and all three of our children, $120. Oh my God. That's crazy. Round trip, oh. nonstop flights. <laughs> so you're going to go see Frank? God, you could have picked a better place than New York. I was kidding. <laughs> oh gosh, does he still listen to the show? I meant, uh, what does he hate? Boston. We're going to Boston. Boston. Going to Boston. He's going to clam chatter. No, no, I, you know, if he's there and he wants to meet up, dude, let's, I'm going to meet up with Frank. Yeah, in September. And uh, if, if, if you're going to be in and around the Long Island area, that's where he's. I mean, uh, we're going to be, we're actually going to be staying in Jay Z. Okay. We're going to be staying in Jay Z City, I think. Yeah, we're flying into Newark. But at any rate, yeah, I mean, gross. that's what I said. I, I told, I've never actually never been to Jersey. Is Jersey City gross? I've never been there either. My family's living Jersey, Jersey, has a, Jersey has a bad rap attached to it. I've never actually uh, been, so I don't know. Okay, well, I say gross, I'll but let I, you I know after know. September. Um, <laughs> Frank, I don't think Frank likes Jersey, <laughs> but, but there's not much that Frank yeah, likes. Yeah, he's so. in New York. He's in New York, and I know that there's like some bad blood there. I will say, though, that, like I said, even if they just cancel the flights and I don't get my money back, I'm out 120 bucks. You only lost 120 yeah, bucks. That ain't bad at all. <laughs> it's really not that bad of a deal. So I've already it's been to New York It's a gamble worth taking. Because oh, totally. It's in September. Okay, and because let me say so this. Much let me time, say this. There's so much time between it. I had to sign up for the airline's like discount program. That was 60 bucks of it. All six tickets was only $60. <laughs> it's $10 a ticket. <laughs> well, nice. it was $20 a ticket and kids fly free. So there you go. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah but $10 a person per seat Which round airline? trip. Non uh Frontier. Okay. Yeah, I've been on Frontier. It's Taking not your life in your hands every time yeah, you step through the door. That's, that's with true. It's not the best. It's not the best. I would, the you know something else rattle, I did do this past week? The plane may fall apart, but you'll something get Something else there. I, I did this past week that I've never done before, I watched Kill Bill Volume 1. Now, I am a huge film buff. I love film. I don't know how I've never watched Kill Bill before. It was just something that I've never kind of gotten around to. It never popped up on my radar. I finally watched Kill Bill. What'd you think? You, I freaking loved it. He watched 20 it. minutes of it, and it sucked. He watched the first 20 minutes and decided, you know what? This is a hour and 40-minute movie or whatever it is. I don't, think close, th- yeah. I, I don't think I don't I don't think that I'm going to like this based off these 20 minutes. Yeah, that's I like you didn't that's like me. playing a 20 minutes of a 40 hour JRPG and deciding, JRPG, yeah. deciding that it's just trash. We wouldn't do that. <laughs> not on the max level podcast. No, it, we're yeah. more professional than that. Yeah, it's I don't know. no, I like that movie a lot. <laughs> I really like that movie. And I, I'll say this about it. I'll say this real quick. I watched last year. I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is Quentin Tarantino's newest film. Uh, and I didn't really like that movie. I didn't care for it a lot. But watching Kill Bill made me appreciate Once Upon a Time in Hollywood more, if that makes any sense. It does. Because it made me appreciate Quentin Tarantino. I was going to say a lot, of, a lot of Tarantino a movies make you appreciate his stuff even more. And I like Tarantino films. I love Pulp Fiction, Django and Glory. Glorious Bastards, uh, The Hateful Eight, I really enjoyed. And so watching Kill Bill made me appreciate Once Upon a Time in Hollywood more. I still don't really care for the movie, but I do appreciate it more now after Kill Bill. And I'll probably watch Kill Bill 2 within the next week. So that's what I did. That's another thing I'm excited for, like new stuff, movies. I'm ready for new movies. You know, A Quiet Place 2 got pushed back indefinitely, and I was upset about that. And I was I really, really looking forward to that. We really did enjoy the first one, so looking forward to that for sure. Boy, that Jim Halpert can direct a film, huh? <laughs> He's really good, man. He's And you actually pointed out his uh, his new YouTube channel to me, but I, that was I've Sean, been actually I think, watching that. Yeah. Was it Sean? 
wasn't it? Hey, thanks, I've man. Been, I've been, I don't know. I thought it was you. I don't, no, I don't usually was. attribute I don't know. Sean to In anything episode positive. two, he gets the entire Hamilton cast to sing the uh, yeah. Alexander Hamilton, the first song from Hamilton. Yeah. No, oh, it's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Chills, bud. It's really cool for for that little girl who, like, <laughs> was just, like, at shock. <laughs> Dude, for me, who wasn't even in the video just watching it on YouTube, I was, like, like on the verge of tears. Was that how you felt when your PS4 stopped working, too? Oh, okay, so. On the, on the verge of tears? This. I forgot that happened. No, I was mad because it happened like 30 minutes before I had to leave for work. So I didn't have time to fix it. So I get to stew on that all night while I was at work. I was like, I was just ticked off. And we're pretty sure it was Wesley with his new thing. Cause we've, we've this freaking kid, bro, this mother freaking kid, dude. So he's the one that pissed on my switch. He's the one that's football spiked my switch. Uh, and this morning I told you guys, he threw a PS4 controller this morning. But we've recently started introducing him to video games. Now, I'll say this about Wesley. Wesley uh, does have anxiety issues. He he has panic attacks and he has triggers that kind of throw him into panic attacks. And so parenting a child like that has been a struggle because things can happen just, you know, willy nilly. And, and you don't you don't expect them to happen. And they do. Uh, but also he's just a fool. And so like kind of navigating both of those things around him has been a real challenge for us. What he did this week is he's been, he's been reaching in our cupboard where the PS4 is, is locked. And so he's been reaching in there. Like his little tiny arms can reach through the cracks and grab a PS4 controller, but he has to like really fumble around to do it. And he ends up like banging the top of the PlayStation. So I think that's what caused it. What happened was the the PlayStation froze on the start screen and then I'd try to like restart it and it would go to like this really glitchy looking like remember when you put an NES cartridge into the NES and tried to start it and it just went to like and it was like weird bars and stuff all over the Did screen. Did you blow on your PS4? That's what I needed to do. I needed to blow it <laughs> into the hole. No, I, so, on so that's what it looked like. That's what it looked like. And so I was so mad and I was texting, I was texting you, Brian. I was like, dude. I'm going to get rid of this I, I kid. Was, I was trying to help you like figure out like how to either boot it into safe mode or yeah. just rebuild the database. And I don't know exactly what you got to work. I think it you ended it up just itself. fixing itself. When I got home from work, I tried it again. It booted up just fine. And I haven't had any problems with it since, which is good. Because do, you know, actually, do you know if Lindsay unplugged it while you were gone? I unplugged it before I left and left it unplugged the whole time. So maybe that actually, maybe, maybe that actually helped. Maybe. Yeah. He went, he went to work and she went and bought a new one and put it in place. <laughs> <laughs> she switched out the hard drive so yeah, he wouldn't she, know. <laughs> she, did, she did switch the hard drives though because all my Final Fantasy 7 uh, save state is still there and I'm on chapter 9 now so halfway through the game at least, right? Uh, yeah, there's 16 chapters so you are you 16? crossed the halfway point. Maybe it's 18. Any, no, you're right. Rate. It is 18. It is, it's 18. Rate, you're nine right. Nine is you're halfway right. to 18. So nine. Yeah, you know, you're, you're right. You're halfway there. I'm I'm still on 12 where I was last week. I've not touched it. Yeah. Living on you, you haven't touched it at all? Not in the past seven days. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Literally have been playing Animal Crossing. Chapter Chapter eight's a long chapter. Too, chapter eight is very, very long. Yeah. Chapter eight is one slums. of the longest chapters in the game. Yep. You know, this this game does a really good job of making you want to live in the slums, though, doesn't it? It's a great. Like the, yeah. The no, slums it's a great are like setting. super charming. Everybody's really happy. Everybody just loves slumming it up. It's a great setting. <laughs> it's horrible. But Aerith's, Aerith's house is freaking beautiful, man. I told Lindsay, I was like, babe, come look at this house. I want to I want to live in this house. 
we're gonna buy Aerith's house. It's, it's such a gorgeous house, and uh, I mean, really well done chapter. I did like that chapter a bunch, but yeah, except for the audio mixing. Oh my gosh, the audio mixing in Final Fantasy VII Remake is so bad. No, according to Sean, Square Enix is really good at dialogue. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that's a whole different dialogue whole different... is not audio mixing, Brian. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a whole different argument. The audio mixing in Final Fantasy VII is is miserably bad. Just, just fucking with you, Sean. <laughs> I missed you know this. what man the way that my emotions are set up I'm not really capable <laughs> of handling that right now I got this rabbit harassing me just because I'm wearing a blanket he's like why you why you dressed up like an old lady why you got a blanket on your legs because I, I can't feel them they're cold buns get off of me dog is it chilly willy up there in uh in the wash state you never it meant is, to be man. so cold is that what you're trying it's, to say oh, oh my god oh, my so goodness. Goodness. you did it man he <laughs> looking did back it. at oh. me Dude, it's, it's, on, it's actually it's actually pretty it hot outside for Ohio. It's 63 here right now. Oh, wow. Let's see. Here it is. It's going to get 91 in Vegas today. You're warmer than I am, Brian. Holy Yeah. I went when I was outside with the dogs earlier. It was really nice. Out. I got a long sleeve shirt and I'm about to change after we're done. They were saying that uh, th this weekend, maybe, or this weekend or next week, maybe the first April day in recorded history to have a 100 day, uh, no, 100 degree Ooh, day in Vegas. Yeah. In April. Wow. Thanks, Obama. Crazy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I... <laughs> it's time for this week's preview of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. We'll be taking a listen to 5 a.m. from Animal Crossing New Horizons, as this week Brian and Frank present another eclectic mix of music with Radio Hour Volume 34. Enjoy. <laughs> Episodes of BG Mania are available every Wednesday morning. Come join us on this weekly musical adventure. Let's uh, let's update the game challenge because I do know Dan said he finished a game, I and we did. haven't we haven't talked games now for a good half hour or so. We've probably lost a good chunk of our audience, so now it's time to start bringing them back in. What did we finish over the past week, Dan? I finished my friend Pedro. Oh yeah, nice. talk, to, talk to Kyle about that one because uh, Kyle, you really liked that one. Enjoyed it, yeah. Did you not? Did you play it, Brian? I did. I loved it. Yeah, I loved my friend Pedro. It. Remember when we kept calling it like my friend at Pedro or my time Pedro? That was, or like, that was me. I kept yeah. calling it my friend at Pedro. Yeah. Because <laughs> instead of my time at Porsche, I kept saying yeah. my friend at Pedro. <laughs> Those last couple levels got pretty difficult, huh, Dan? Dude, they were crazy. I'm sitting here and I'm like, yeah. how much more hard crap are they going to throw at this game? I was just having fun going did in these levels. Did you finish it on stream? Uh, yes. Yes, I did. I'm going to have to go back and watch that because the the very tail end of the game gets very trippy. 
And I would love to see like your reaction to the actual end of it. Because oh, the, the end, end of it I was like, what the is fuck? crazy, dude. The end is yes. crazy. Yes. So I didn't. Uh, so I guess I'm trying to think what level you get to. And then you have the gun up to your head and you got to like tap the button to like resist. So I ended up resisting. So I don't know if there's two different if there's two different endings there. I don't know that I couldn't tell you. I'm not I don't remember it. I'm not sure. What did they call it, Kyle? It was a uh, some some type of a some type of ballet, right? Yeah, they called it like I was calling it the blood ballet, which is what people call boxing. Um, I don't I don't remember what they were calling it, but it was something similar. There to there, that. there was a tagline like some type of like a violent buffet, but I can't remember exactly what they buffet. were coining it as or ballet <laughs> the violent buffet. buffet is what's Dude, happening I'm hungry. in vegas yeah. i'm hungry i'm hungry i haven't <laughs> eaten yet i won't you guys woke me up at 10 15 because i overslept and i haven't eaten yet <laughs> i got me some chicken minis man i was I, I since i had to work last saturday i was like i told the wife i said i'm getting up i'm gonna go get some damn chicken minis <laughs> nice what the hell's I a chicken mini mcdonald's Hold i on, got what? me two egg mcmuffins you don't know what a chicken, chicken mini sausage. is yeah what's a chicken mini dog i don't know what a Have chicken mini is oh my chick-fil-a oh yeah we got chick-fil-a's yeah, so they do ch- uh, chicken minis. It's like a little mini, uh, like a chicken nugget in between like two pieces of uh, like buttered bun. And it's fucking amazing. Kyle, did you finish anything this week? Hell no. OK, Sean, I don't even need to ask you. And I know I didn't finish either. No. So. Hold on. I'm the only one that's finished something. That's why uh, that's why you held the segment together, Dan. Wow. This is amazing. <laughs> what, Brian, what am I up to? Eight games? Eight games. Yeah. You're okay, right so well, far. I need to finish one more. Hopefully I can finish Guacamelee before the end of the month and also somebody that'll, go that'll get you back on track that'll yeah. get me back on track and then i think i know the next four games i'm gonna stream really i'm gonna, I'm gonna go through the uncharted series? series okay One i was four. gonna say yep. it must be a series nice. okay yeah, nice. i'm gonna go through the uncharted series i'm gonna try to stream all of those in its entirety well you downloaded the nathan drake collection when it was free or is it still free i think it's still free, i think it's still it? free till the end of the month yeah okay so if I you get so, to do that make sure you do so. it yeah make sure you do it and then uh i know they just gave uncharted four away not that long ago on ps plus right yes yes they did yeah so you should have them all awesome yes i'm looking forward to that because that's an incredible uh incredible franchise then you'll be up there with our boy jake who has finished the entire uncharted series so far this year i mean he freaking killed his original and freaking doubled it he's like you know what i'm gonna double this right didn't he go from 30 to 60 jake's got to get mentioned in the game challenge update because he is over 60 games yes you are correct that's insane But that sound right there means it is time for the quick time event. And we do have a quick time event this week. If you're unfamiliar, quick time event is a question and answer segment with us that you also get to participate in if you so choose. Each week, we'll select a listener submitted question, which will be pulled from maxlevelatlevelatongames.com, Twitter, Instagram, Discord, wherever you want to contact us, Facebook, they all come to me if you have a question. And then we will answer it on air to the best of our ability in quick fashion. You may then submit your own answers to maxlevelatlevelatongames.com or on social media. And next week on the show, we'll take the best ones and also read those on the air. If we do get any scrolling through Discord, I didn't get any through email last week. Uh, scrolling through Discord, Techie Geek said that he was stressed, losing hair, weight, etc. He dropped soda <laughs> and moved on to Shawnee's like you there, losing hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He dropped soda and moved on to tea and water and got a divorce and that helped him a ton. He said his hair grew back and he feels better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Be surprising what losing a couple hundred pounds would do. 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would, uh, definitely help out. And then Dan, you uh, kind of put us stuff on here in, in Discord as well, talking about how the depression and stuff. So you answer that in Discord as well if people want to go check that out even more. Yes, please do. Yeah, because uh, but that's something that you've talked about in the show as well. So I do. I'm very I'm very open about it. I'm pretty uh, sure you actually talked about it earlier. I was just about to say I brought it in earlier this episode. Uh, It's something I'm very open about and it actually helps. So it's nice to be able to get that stuff off my chest. Absolutely. So definitely, if you ever need someone to talk to, we're always around. Reach out to us on Discord. Um, We we usually are are pretty good about responding, the four of us. But uh, we did get a quick time event from our good friend Bedroth, who always comes through for us with uh, some excellent questions and he sent this one earlier this month and was talking about how I was talking about the smash expectations when people were pissed off about Byleth getting in there. I can't remember why we had that discussion earlier this month, but we did talk about smash and he sent this question in after that. He said, if we could fill out the roster for an indies only Kyle indies only smash type of game, who would you include and how would they play? Okay, I, I got some answers here, boys. I bet, because you're the uh, resident indie person, which is why I wanted to ask you first. I mean, it's it's easy, though. I mean, these are these are the easy answers. You get characters like Shantae. You get characters like uh, the Hollow Knight. Shovel Knight, Shovel Knight, Shovel Knight. Knight. Yeah. Yep. yep, absolutely. Those are, the, those are the obvious three. Shantae, Shovel Knight, and Hollow Knight. Those are the top three. And on any list. Give me some Ori. Maybe some Ori. Ori would be. A little Ori in there. Ori would be cool. Yeah, Ori would be cool. Um, You know who else I think would fit really well? Uh, Dan, you've been playing the Guacamelee series. Juan would fit really well as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he would. Yes. Yeah, Juan would fit really well because of all of his wrestling moves and just the character in general. So awesome, yeah. Yeah. What? Sean, do you you know enough indie games to participate? Uh, Maybe. Refresh me on... Like so Blizzard, Blizzard, Blizzard is an indie. Um, <laughs> trying, trying to think, Square Enix—they're not indie, but they also make bad games, according to you. So, um, yeah, yeah. What what else is there? No, no, no. <laughs> what's what's that dude from Undertale? Oh, oh, uh, Sans, Sans, yeah, yeah. Sans would that's be good. One. Yeah, Sans would be. I'm good. okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Who else would? Who else is Celeste? There? Celeste would be cool. Trying to think like. Not just recently, though. Like, what was the hunk for my time at Porsche that I kept trying to get in the sack? Polly, Polly, baby, yeah. Polly. How about the guy yeah, from Pauly. my friend Pedro? How about that guy in Smash and freaking just whipping out random weapons? <laughs> um, uh, let's see. What else? What other Smash character, indie character, can we do? Um, it'd be cool. Like, again, it's not a. It's not there. These characters aren't going into Smash. This is a indies only fighting game reminiscent of Smash. This is not indie characters we want to see in Smash. This would be if there was an indie game that had mechanics similar to Smash, who would be in it? And I actually think I actually think one actually exists now since this question was asked to us. Indie only Smash game. I feel like there is one. Maybe there isn't. No, here it is. It was. It was it was announced March 17th. It's called Bounty Battle. It's Bounty Smash Battle? Brothers for Indies, and it's coming to Switch this summer. It includes characters from Guacamelee, Darkest Dungeon, Dead oh. Cells, Awesome Knots, 
Nuclear Throne, Alboy, Axiom Verge, Steamworld Dig, Oddmar, Jotun, Bottle Chasers Night War, Death's Gambit, EITR, Super Combo Man, Pon Kapu, Flint Hook, Doko Roko, Tower of Samsara, Blubber Busters, Ruin of the Reckless, The Big Butcher, and Blocks That Matter. Yeah, I'm watching a trailer on Steam right now. Uh, so yeah. the biggest stuff that they got there, obviously, Guacamelee, Darkest Dungeon, Dead Cells, Axiom Verge, Steamworld Dig, glaring absences from Shovel Knight, Hollow Knight, Ori, things that kind of we talked about that would be obvious. So maybe they aren't obvious or maybe they couldn't actually get them in there. I'm also seeing and it's not it's not listed. Um, isn't that the the character from uh, Blasphemous in there? But that that wasn't listed on the list. But I'm looking at the little screenshot thumbnail. Uh, that might be the that look, that looks to me like the character from Blasphemous. I don't know. I could go for some Super Meat Boy. There looks Again, like Super Meat Boy would be cool. Not in the, the list for for Bounty Battle. So yeah. uh, curious. I like, would take, seeing, I would take seeing uh, which ones Isaac are allowing their Super characters. Isaac would be cool. Yeah, there kind of looks like a claptrap character. It, it's interesting, like the characters that this company has used. And actually, it's funny. This was revealed during the Indie World Showcase last month. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I don't. What? Yeah. March 17th, 2020, as part of today's Nintendo Indie World Showcase, what it was revealed the? that the Switch is getting a Super Smash Brothers style brawler. That's all about indies this summer. Bounty battle. Mu- that must have been after the 20 minute mark because I turned it I think off. It, after- I th- I think it was in I think it was in a montage. I don't remember it actually, but I don't I, I can't say for sure. Um, but it looks cool. And that means that they're already trying to do indie type fighters like Bedroth asked. So that's awesome. It's definitely something that we will see. Uh, it's interesting to look at Bounty Battle and see the list of characters that are on here and the ones that are missing to see maybe if the ones that are missing might somehow be involved with Smash in the future. Maybe that's not why they're not on here. Yeah, maybe some DLC later on down the road. Yeah, maybe that's why they're not on here. Okay. So I don't know. I can't say for sure, but it's an interesting question, Bedroth, and and I'm glad you asked it, and I'm glad that uh, that there actually is a game that is going to have 25 indie fighters on it when it it comes out later this year, if it still decides to come out because of all the stuff happening. So uh, if there's other characters that you can think of who you'd like to see in a indie style fighting game like this reach out to us and let us know did we miss somebody important because we probably did <laughs> right who did we We're forget castle crashers was that the, the original Ooh, indie that'd game? Be a good one too yeah <laughs> i mean you the original indie game. there's a trillion indie oh games. yeah no you could go forever but it's like i'm trying to think of the you know like the the household names of the indie games but that music right there means it is time for the seven day forecast. But first, we do have some Metacritic results to get to from last week. It would help if I actually did my work instead of looking it up on the fly. But I'm going to look it up on the fly this week because I didn't uh, I didn't prepare enough stuff to go. So Predator Hunting Grounds was the first game we did. I said 71, Sean said 60, and Kyle said 71 as well. Uh, it looks like there are zero reviews. So because I've been seeing ads for this game. I felt like Metacritic, Metacritic.com, Predator Hunting Grounds. No reviews on PS4. Man. Let's check PC. Uh, PC also has zero reviews. Uh, 4.8 user score, so it's not looking good, Dan. Um, mm. All right, let's, let's check Trials of Mana and see how bad it is, Sean. It's a horrible game. I haven't looked yet. Oh, Metacritic Trials of Mana. Let's see which one has the most. I mean, I'm giving myself like a, like a 70% chance of playing this game in the future, so. I think you should. I mean, I, I, I think Sean's usually pretty wrong about things, so. 
Trials of Mana looks like it has 33 reviews for the PS4 version. It's sitting at a 77 on Metacritic. I said 84, Sean said 85, and Kyle, the winner of the week, said 80 for Trials of Mana. <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah, because that's the only game that we have. Kyle, you win pick of the week this week. Of course I do. What can I say? Congratulations, Kyle. You're the big bad booty duty champion of level down games. And just per usual, you're right. <laughs> you, you know, this is, this is common ground for me, boys. Been here before. Oh, we'll likely oh. be here again. You uh, you also get to have the final words at the end of the show. And because Yo, Frank is no longer Brian. on the show, that actually gave you your sixth point overtaking Frank for the first spot in uh, in the Metacritic game. <laughs> See, you now have six points, Kyle, and are sitting 2020 at the top of the champion. List. Yep, We're 2020 champion. It. You you have double the points I do. I only have three, so you are on a roll. <laughs> Chad only has two. <laughs> wah, wah. Oh, I thought, Dan, I thought Dan, I had you have three. three. Dan has yeah. three. Sean, yeah. ha- Sean has oh, two. Okay. Sean has okay, two. Okay. You don't have a two sound clip, do you? Two. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you were recording, Sean. <laughs> I was not. I was not. But that was uh, that was pretty good. <laughs> going yeah. to the uh, going to the seven day forecast for the week of April 27th. We have four games to uh, go over for this week. The first Hey-o. one coming to PS4 on Tuesday. It's Soccer Awards. The Imperial Combat Review takes the stage as Tokyo's defense against demons in this extravagant adventure. Soldiers in wartime, theater performers in peacetime. The flower division is not living up to its legacy and risks being shut down. As newly appointed Captain Kamiyama, it's up to you to turn things around. This is a franchise that is largely exclusive to Japan, but we're finally starting to get it here in North America. So it's kind of interesting. I think we've only gotten one, maybe two of the five or six games that exist in this IP on uh, on American shores. So it'll be kind of exciting to get this one this week. I'm definitely looking forward to playing it and, and seeing how the franchise has come along. It's been a while since I've played the series. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll see how good it ends up being. But I do want to take a stab at this one. So Metacritic guesses, please. Make sure you are in the correct channel. And uh, yeah, reveal in three, two, one, go. It's a 74 from me, an 85 from Dan, a 77 from Sean, and a 79 from Kyle. Dan, you uh, are shooting for the stars. I am not shooting for the stars. You're uh, you're you're reaching big. I like big. Go big or go home. Mm hmm. Go big or go home. Yeah, this water is delicious. Yeah, I went home a lot. Yeah, I wish I could like, say the same thing. Like home alone. Oh no, no, the joke. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. It's an innuendo, like everything else I say. <laughs> The next game on Tuesday coming to PC is Gears Tactics. Gears Tactics is the fast-paced, turn-based strategy game set 12 years before the first Gears of War. Cities on the planet Sarah are beginning to fall to the monstrous threat rising from underground, the Locust Horde. With the government in disarray, a squad of survivors emerge as humanity's last hope. Play as Gabe Diaz, recruiting, developing, and commanding your squads on a desperate mission to hunt down the relentless and powerful leader of the Locust Army. Ukon, the mastermind monster who makes monsters. Against all odds and fighting for survival, outsmart your enemy in uniquely brutal turn-based tactical combat. Experience the intensity of one of the most acclaimed video game sagas in an exciting new way. 
Anybody excited for this? I love the commercials where every character in the game says Ukon. That's about <laughs> I, think, no. I don't know why I think it's so I'm, hilarious. I'm not a big fan of Gears of War. I actually uh, remember really? okay. the, uh, the movie gallery. I rented the first Gears of War, played it for like 20 minutes, and then I returned it and got my money back or got like a free rental or something. But yeah, I don't care for the Gears franchise. My dog, the 20 minute challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Living life one shot yeah. at a time. <laughs> playing the game for 20 minutes and giving up i uh i'm not gonna play gears tactics i am a big fan of gears of war but i i don't think i will enjoy a gears tactics style of game i don't think i'm gonna play it either but i think that i would enjoy it if i did play it i'm just not going to sure i could see that uh let's take a stab at this one i'm curious where we think uh gears tactics is gonna fall because this is a a very interesting game here i think it's a sleeper honestly i i brought it's not my speed but i think a lot of people are gonna be surprised by it we will see well then i'm Reveal gonna be way off in here. three <laughs> two <laughs> One go. It's a 78 for me and 81 from Kyle, a 64 from Dan, and a 79 from Sean. Watch Dan be right, though. Watch him be right because the game ends up being like a mess or something. I don't know. Hot it's possible. I'm you never on. know. Who would have thought Sean would say Trials of Mana would be boring, but he did. <laughs> so, you know what, dog? I don't know how many times we got to kick this horse. He ain't getting up. <laughs> Game number three coming on Tuesday as well. A lot of games on Tuesday. Uh, nope. Nintendo Switch, PC, PS4, Xbox One. As somebody chimes in, it is up, Moving Out. Kyle, I think you're looking forward to this one. Hell yeah, I am, bud. Moving Out is a ridiculous physics-based moving simulator that brings new meaning to couch co-op. Take on moving jobs across the town of Packmore. Enjoy the story mode solo or as a team of four friends. Move through sleepy suburbs, frenzied farms, haunted houses, and lands beyond to grow your company's reputation. It looks crazy. It looks silly and it looks fun. This is by the same company that does Overcooked, if I'm not mistaken. And is a game that I'm, I'm not really, sure, but I think so. I'm almost positive. It looks it. If it's not, it looks very similar gameplay wise. I'm fact checking right now. Uh, let's see. Ghost Town Games is a developer for Overcooked. Uh, is that the same developer for Moving Out? No. Okay, that's not the same. Good job, guy. I guess you pulled a Sean. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, welcome to the club, big boy. Can, can we call, can we start calling it that now? Hey, you pulled this, a Sean. This is common ground for me. Okay, I'm... this is this is the same studio that did Death Squared, which is a great game. Okay, I'm looking forward to this. No, I'm looking forward to it a lot too. This is a game that I will probably pick up. Yeah, I can't say that I'm going to buy it on Tuesday, tomorrow, but Jessica and I will play this together at some point in the future. It'll be fun. Metacritic, guesses, please. Reveal in three, two, one, go. It was an 82 for me, a 78 from Dan, an 80 from Sean, and an 85 from Kyle. I pushed enter, but it didn't go through. We are all uh, all right there, though. So I think we're, we're kind of hitting the mark where moving out is probably going to fall. Game number four and the final game for this week in terms of the seven day forecast, the one I'm looking forward to most this week coming on Thursday, PC, PS4, Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. It is Streets of Rage 4. Yeah, Amongst baby. the best beat em up series ever created, jamming 90s beats and over the top street beating, the iconic series Streets of Rage comes back with a masterful tribute 
with a masterful tribute to and revitalization of the classic action that fans adore. Sorry, I kind of got ahead of myself there and lost myself in that sentence. But this soundtrack is going to be incredible. Some of the names that they have attached to it. I'm really looking forward to listening to the soundtrack to this game and actually playing the game to see if it actually controls as fun as, say, last year's River City Girls, which I think was a phenomenal beat em up last year. One of the best beat em ups in, in quite some time. So I'm hoping Streets of Rage 4 can live up to that. The art style looks fantastic, too, man. It does. The whole game looks fantastic. So I'm really looking forward to this. Let's take a shot at it. Metacritic guesses, please. Reveal right, in right. three, two, one. I had to think about it for a second. Go. It's an 85 for me, an 80 from Dan, a 78 from Kyle, and also an 85 from Sean. Hey! <laughs> we're drinking out of the same cup. Yeah! The old Kool-Aid cup. It's not Kool-Aid, yeah. Sean. It's <laughs> <laughs> a vodka tonic. <laughs> Looking forward to some Streets of Rage, though. I hopefully will get a chance to pick up Streets of Rage 4 and play it before next week's show as well, because I actually forgot that that was coming out this week. It'd be nice to have Streets of Rage plus Trials of Mana. You know, two new games to talk about next week. Maybe Kyle will even get uh, moving out at some point, and we'll have a ton of things to talk about. <laughs> we'll, make, yeah, we'll, make, we'll make Sean play Gears Tactics. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> 20 minutes test, baby. Gotta play something, man. Gotta play something. <laughs> He's playing Animal Crossing, man. <laughs> That's so it much. Words right to, out of my mouth. Who might have complained? Also dropping this week, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds Season 7 releases on Tuesday for PS4 and Xbox One. And the Swamps. That. People still play that. And uh, the Swamps of Courses DLC for Remnant from the Ashes releases on Tuesday for PC. Pick of the week this week goes to Kyle. I mean, how do I choose anything but moving out? This is a game say, I've been looking forward to. Moving out. Yeah. And, and I really, I want to choose Streets of Rage 4. I mean, I think that that game deserves a lot of recognition, a lot of respect. My answer's moving out, man. I am really, really <laughs> hyped about this game. It looks cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad it's finally coming out because we've been watching this one for what seems like a little while now. So I'm glad it's finally here. Brian here from Level Down Games. Did you know we do more than just audio podcasts? Our main home on the internet, leveldowngames.com, hosts all of our content and grows bigger every day. Whether it's an in-depth review for a new release game, a news article, an editorial piece, a reaction video, or a new podcast episode, you can be sure to find all of this and more when visiting leveldowngames.com. With your continued support of us by visiting the website and either downloading or streaming the podcasts weekly, our goal of turning this passion project into a legitimate outlet is closer to our reach than ever before. Remember, that's leveldowngames.com. We'll see you there. But I do want to transition now to an interesting idea that I thought of last night because I, as I've said a few times on the show now, have been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. And one of the things that I've been doing is I've been trying to get like my quote unquote dreamies, as they are referred to online now in the Animal Crossing community. Uh, Dreamies are basically your dream villagers that you want to have in your town at the end of the day, like the ones, the 10 that you want to have going forward for the foreseeable future. Those are your dreamies. And there's a big community out there right now about trading villagers, purchasing villagers, and just pretty much doing whatever you can do to to get certain villagers. And I kind of was thinking about this a little bit last night. The community for Animal Crossing has been very wholesome and it's been very awesome to be a part of for the last 17 years. When did Animal Crossing come out of the GameCube? 2003, right? 
right? I think it was 2003. So the GameCube started the community that I take pride in being a part of from day one. I was following Animal Forest, as it was known in Japan on the Nintendo 64 in Nintendo Power back in the early 2000s before it actually released in Japan and how the editors of Nintendo Power used to do like this series where they would go through what they did each day. And I was so enthralled by this game that moved in real time, that did what, you know, what you wanted it to do. And it just progressed. Even if you weren't playing it, I was so enthralled by this idea. So Frank and I, you know, we actually had a website back in the day on Animal Crossing. And I've been involved in this community for so long that it's it's been one of the things that I've that I've taken the most pride in because Animal Crossing is one of my favorite games of all time. So I've always been a huge part of the community. But now that Animal Crossing has gone more mainstream and it's something that seems to happen more when games move and not just Animal Crossing specifically, when games move into the mainstream, the communities have obviously exploded since New Horizons came out. But the community also has started slowly turning toxic and (laughs) not necessarily as wholesome as it once was. What I actually wrote down in my notes about the community is that these greedy tendencies that a lot of players are having and unwholesome attitudes are harming the overall community that has slowly been built up. So what's currently going on for those that are not in the know, like if you don't have a switch, if you're not currently playing Animal Crossing, there is a quote unquote microtransaction system in place where there originally was none. Nintendo is very adamant about really not subscribing to the microtransaction model that a lot of other developers and publishers abide by. So when Animal Crossing came out, Nintendo kind of got blindsided a little bit by how players turned Nook Miles tickets into a form of like virtual trading currency. And now Nook Mile tickets are being used to purchase villagers, to purchase items, to enter islands, to sell turnips, to pay to get Celeste and Sahara DIY recipes, to go to people's islands to catalog their items, to trade them for bells, to whatever. Gold ore, people are using these Nook Mile tickets as a form of currency. And you can go to certain Discord servers. You can go to certain websites and straight up buy with PayPal, because I checked this and it is legit. You can actually buy bells. You can buy (laughs) Nook Mile tickets and you can buy villagers. So there are and there is a microtransaction community that exists now in Animal Crossing and Nintendo has nothing to do with it. The players brought in the microtransactions, the things that we've been fighting against for so long. We created our own. Why now? I guess Skynet's going to go active soon, too. I don't know. Now we're not now like the the community that we had, like you never in a million years, I I guess it kind of probably started a new leaf when the game slowly started making it into the mainstream. And then with Pocket Camp and Happy Home Designer, the, the more casual games, things exploded to the casual market. And now we're getting flooded with the casual market that I just mentioned. And the casual market is so used to microtransactions. So when they come into a game like this, coming from a game like Pocket Camp that did have microtransactions in it. They made their own in New Horizons. So we have places like Nook is on now. We have places like Nook Bay currently being worked on, Turnup.exchange, all these things 
to help people buy, trade, and sell virtual currency and New Horizons. Kyle, you being someone that actually has a villager that is in very high demand, Judy, one of the new villagers in Animal Crossing New Horizons, Judy sells for a lot of money. <laughs> I'd like you to put a little respect on her name, too. Uh, we call her Madame Judy. Judy! Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> I yeah, tried to she's... put a little respect on it and make it more gruff for you. She's kind, of, she's kind of the MVP around town. If you haven't seen Judy, by the way, Google Animal very, Crossing New Very Horizons. cool looking bear, Judy. dude. Really oh, cool she's looking so bear. Rad. She's so yeah. cool. Pastel um, looking type of bear. Super cool looking. I'd say she's probably in the top three to five uh, villagers. Over over 400 that are in the game, right? She's but there's the a, re- there's a reason five. why these new villagers are so popular. And we'll get to that shortly. But it's, it's crazy how much money people are putting into this dude like you could sell judy for close to 40 real u.s dollars if you wanted to i could yeah i'm not going to because i love her and i would die for her but i could um and i don't think that this kind of says anything you were talking about a microtransaction game and i i don't think this really says much about a microtransaction game i think that with any game that has any sort of online functionality and trading you get this kind of economy that pops up. This is something that has happened with Counter-Strike for many, many years. Uh, people get boxes and there are microtransactions in Counter-Strike. You can buy the loot crates and keys to open them, whatever it is, right? Uh, but, you know, the knife skins specifically or the glove skins in, in Counter-Strike are really sought after and are really expensive and you can pay other people to trade those to you. It's been in the game for many years and I don't think it's been to the detriment of the game at all. I think that the game kind of still goes on and moves forward because you can continue playing the game. I do think that something that is cosmetic like that, if you want to sell things, I say go right ahead. Those are things that don't affect the gameplay. Those are things that don't affect the competitive nature of the game. And a game like Animal Crossing, which is not competitive, you know, having, you know, some villager or the other in your town does not affect your town on the whole. A lot of people are going after Raymond and you recently said that you're going to go on the the, you know, uh, random island rampage of searching for Raymond, which Raymond is a really cool looking cat. He's this little hipster cat with glasses and uh, heterochromatic eyes. Right. Which is really cool. I mean, he's really cool looking. Uh, But if you don't have him, your island is still the same. Everything still plays the same. I'm glad that Nintendo isn't allowing you to just buy villagers. I think that that would be super whack uh, so that they're not doing that is a nice thing. But, you know, this kind of economy that's been set up, I think, is actually kind of cool. I don't think it's a a bad thing necessarily. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm glad you take the the other side of that, because it's an interesting discussion that I want to have here. And you mentioned that I was going to go on that mystery island tour. So what I've decided to do is I'm going to try to get one of my villagers over the next couple days to leave. I need to get an open plot. But I also need to stop visiting other towns at the same time, because as we visit other towns, we get like the data from other villagers. You know, Okay, take, for instance, Frank booted out Freya because he was getting a ton of uh, new villagers from Amiibo cars and stuff that he has. So he got rid of a ton of people like in a short span by time traveling and that kind of stuff. So he kind of like flooded the system a little bit. So when I started getting rid of some villagers, I instantly 
Ali got one of his. And I think it's like a four day time period that you have to wait to where it like clears out your slate, so to speak. So like if I say tonight after we're done recording, I go visit Foxtrot or I go visit Surf. If you guys were to get rid of somebody, that data will stay with my switch for like three or four days or something like that. Wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So like you, you keep those villagers with you for a little while, like the data of those villagers. So if somebody's recently moved out, your town remembers that and will transfer potentially that villager to somebody else if there's an opening in their town. So what I need to do is I need to get somebody to move out. But then the day that they're in boxes or the day that the the house is empty, I need to make sure I do it on the right day. I need to start hitting Mystery Islands and I can't stop until I find the villager that I want. So I've decided I'm going to try to look for the new ones. I don't think I'm going to find them all, but I'm going to try to see if I can target Raymond, Judy, Audie, and Sid. I want to see if I can get at least two or three of those new ones. I don't necessarily need to get Raymond, but I at least want to get some of the new villagers because I think the big reason that Nintendo is, or I'm sorry, that people are freaking out so much about these new villagers is because Nintendo put an unfair amount of attention to detail into those new characters and into their personalities, into their little quirks that they have. Have you seen like what Judy does when she's walking around town or how Raymond acts when he's interacting with other characters and walking around town? Dude, they do so much more than the villagers that have been there from the beginning. It seems like there's there's more going on with those eight villagers than the ones that we've had previously. Now, I don't know that I would call that unfair either, because I do think that part of the game is getting the perfect island that you want. And for some people, that includes finding those perfect villagers. And if you want those villagers, I mean, it's a grind, but you can do it. It's part of the game and it's in there. But you never used to have to spend real money to get to that point. And now you do. I mean, you don't have to, though. Sure, you don't have to. But a lot of people are choosing to. You never even used to be able to choose to do that is what I guess I'm getting. Now it's an option. Now it's an option, but it's almost becoming the norm. Does it take away from the game to be able to do that? I think it does. Well, let's let's see, because Dan, you and Sean, and I guess Dan and you specifically are very far behind. I am. You're not like you're not really getting into the grind. You're not really getting into that kind of you only have like five villagers right now. Yeah. So you're definitely behind in that aspect. And we've been waiting to tell you you're actually off the team. So we've been waiting to tell <laughs> you waiting, right man. now. I've been get waiting. The fuck out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, do you I mean, think yeah. it's taking it? Do you think it's taking away from your enjoyment knowing that I guess right now you could jump in there and spend probably 60 US dollars to get yourself caught up very quickly. Yeah, I I, I don't like that. The, the one, you know, especially this this time now that we have uh, terraforming and all that, you can truly, you know, I guess make make the islands, I guess what you want within that would predicting myself because then you can pay us money and get the characters that you want but <laughs> uh I, I don't know yeah like you know like the people you know that don't have the hundreds of hours like it, it kind of to me like you know now that the interest rates are getting uh slashed you know tom nook slashing the interest rates uh you know it kind of hurts I, to me it hurts players like me that you know I'm, I'm a casual gamer i love playing this game i just i haven't had the time you know i've been playing other games um so yeah. you know the way that his time card is set up he doesn't really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
I like how Sean's just the, like Sean's just like the butt of every joke now. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, with no Frank, we're you know we're hard up for. Uh... <laughs> we, well, we had to look for the next one that looks closest to Frank. Then is that what we're, is that what you're getting at? Hey, Frank's that, a good-looking guy. No, we just had to that, find Sean? the guy that no, doesn't kidding. play video games. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like a big bald guy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Sean's not even that big. Jeez, I know he's not. He just, he fucking thinks he is, though. <laughs> I'm sporting that two hundo, baby. <laughs> but... You know, and the and the battle like a turnip prices like I I didn't get to buy a whole lot of turnips because I haven't had a whole lot of bells. So you know, I, I try to buy a little bit and hopefully looking for that good price. And then finding the people are charging like you know three hundred thousand bells, four hundred thousand bells to just go to their island to sell turnips. You know, that's it. I don't know. It's a little discouraging. It kind of makes me you know a little I don't know disappointed in the community and how you know all of a sudden they've gone you know probably all these people that used to complain about microtransactions are now doing the same thing themselves and uh you know i don't know i mean i had a a, a buddy you know end up having turn up prices at like 400 and i got to go over there and you know i was what do you want for it he's like no just just come on over you know whatever so it, it's it's nice to be able to have you know uh, friends like that and i know us and you know the max level you know we we post our turn up prices all the time and i think brian didn't you say earlier that you had turn up prices at like 500 something and you thought about posting jessica, something but then you just, jessica yeah, okay, had them at that's she right. had them at 483 and when she checked the turn up prices when she got i think it was 43 but when she checked the prices last night when she got home i was like well shit we could make money off this and right. we thought about it and we even like literally even started setting it up on her island and then you know got down to it and i was like you know what i don't want to take part in it and we didn't like we didn't actually list it on the turnup.exchange website or any you know i didn't post it in any discord servers but there's been a lot of like really helpful people out there trying to like break through the the dark and and gross area of microtransactions and fees that everybody's been charging. There's been some really cool people in the community. Uh, this Rudy, this guy I follow on Twitter, he's been trying to do like uh, turn up runs for people. He's been trying to find good prices and get them in there without charging fees. Um, I've noticed a lot of people doing like, you know, no fees required, but if you want to tip, I'm okay with tips. I'm like, okay if, with like, that as well. Yeah, like for tipping, tipping somebody is fine. Just the tip. Just the just, tip is just fine. The tip. The but like that goes back tips. to that goes back to our Warcraft days. Like, you know, hey, need a port to Stormwind. We'll tip X amount of gold. I'm okay if we just stick to tips. But when it actually comes down to it, there's a cut and dry price for a service or a character or an item. That's when I start having an issue with it, because then that becomes a microtransaction. That is no longer I'm tipping you for this item. You know, thank you so much for giving me X character. Here's, you know, here's a bag of bells or something. You know, when I first went and sold turnips, I dropped a bag of 99K bells at at their feet because I was appreciative of the fact that they let me come into their island and sell my turnips for over 600 bells. So I dropped a bag of bells and I was like, cool, thank you so much. I'm okay with that. And the person, you know, was super appreciative that I did that because they were just doing it for tips. If you do that, I'm okay. Yeah, totally fine with it. But yeah, these people, like I said, I had a, a big time streamer. I kind of uh, watch, you know, he finally got some, a turn of prices and he just, like I said, people jumping in and he was like, all right, highest bidder, I'll give you a dodo. Code. It's like, man, like, really? You know, like, that's, that's, not, that's not cool. 
So how know. do you I, feel? I don't think that's cool. Yeah, I think that the turnip thing is pretty whack. And I've not used turnip.exchange um, just because I I don't want to break the economy of my own town. I've done a lot of farming, a lot of fishing and butterfly farming, which is really if you have a lot of flowers in your town, butterfly farming works really, really well right now. Um, Speaking of butterflies, Kyle, going back to what Dan just said and kind of something we got to talking about a little bit before we got on the air. Butterflies also got cut down in the spawn rate. <laughs> See, I think that hurts. That hurts players like me, like with a tarantula that hurts. No, players yeah, like me. we were talking about tarantulas got their spawn rates cut in uh, by like 80 percent. Scorpions are going to have the same because they they're tied to tarantulas and they spawn in the summer. Tarantulas are in the winter. Um, they stop emperor butterflies. The, the three butterflies itself are over 2000 got their spawn rate cut in half and then dan you already mentioned the interest rate of the uh the bank of nook or whatever was cut drastically and they gave us a fucking rug to make up for it (laughs) but that, that right there shows that nintendo wasn't anticipating this because they started scrambling already to figure out how do we get control of this out of control market now i'll tell you how to do it it's pretty dang simple actually give them an idea sean because i don't think they know make all of your animal crossing saves time and date sensitive and don't let people jump dates it's that simple i don't i don't know how else to say it like you make it validate online or something if, if you're going to validate online the time and date of your switch so you before you open up your town to somebody else that way you don't ruin the game for somebody else it, it, it may not stop it entirely but it'll curb it a lot you'll end turnip runs which i'm sorry that sucks but if you're time hopping for turnip runs i've part i've partaken in going to someone's town and selling i don't know if they time hopped for it or not you and i were there right but which one the the one the one that we sold to that one girl that she yeah, let us on her we, town when we just rolled no, that, in yeah no, that was just her. That was just her price. She just posted it on no, Twitter. Yeah, that was just legit. Right. But like it, it'll cut down people doing stuff to manipulate the game for others. You can manipulate the game for yourself. You can't change that. That's that's Animal Crossing has always been that way. There's always been glitches. There's always been things you can do. There's always like I, I, I'm i a big proponent of universal codes from the original game, which is right. a huge exploit. But that's because it was that was just you there. And it, it was. But anybody could plug it in. Like if I found a code that was universal, you could then use it. Kyle could then use it. So on and so forth. But I think we even did a little bit of it back in the day. But well, I'm, I'm sure of it. But that's just a, like taking advantage of of systems that are there. That's not creating a microtransaction type of system like has what happened in New Horizons. Right. So how do you guys feel know. about cosmetic microtransactions in games? So like in I play quite a bit of League of Legends still. And the microtransactions that do happen in that game are mostly cosmetic. They're just skins for characters. How do you feel about microtransactions like that? Microtransactions on a cosmetic level are perfectly fine. I have never had an issue with those, and I still don't. I think if microtransactions are going to exist, it should only be cosmetic. Is that not the case with villagers, though? Are villagers not no! just cosmetics in your island? No. Co- villagers, they're, yeah. They're villagers. mechanics to change. Uh, villagers, I would villagers argue, are, are cosmetic. cosmetic. I would There's argue villagers are the cosmetic. Uh, yeah. I would argue villagers are cosmetic. There's nothing that changes in the gameplay so. by and having a different... Their, their are personalities are different. Their personalities are different. The things that they do for you are different. I mean, yeah, I guess when you, they give if you, you better trade gifts. personality no, for they personality, don't, they don't give you better gifts. Fine. They'll, okay. They still give you random gifts. It doesn't, it doesn't change the gifts. It changes their voice lines. It changes their animations. And it changes like the cosmetics of their house. 
house. It's the same as buying a, an expensive skin in League of Legends that changes the voice lines and the animations and the spell particles of a character. Then you have to classify the villager change per the personality type. So it's an even trade. You can't you can't pick a grumpy in place of a of a happy or whatever. You can't throw Petro in, in place of Grizzly. It's not the same. No, that, but that's what I'm saying. If you're paying for a villager to come to your island, that's a cosmetic microtransaction because it does not change the gameplay. I actually, I, I like the stance you're taking on that, and I can see I where you're too. coming from on yeah. that. I agree, I agree with the fact that villagers are cosmetic, but where I think the issue still lies is that it doesn't stop with the villagers. You can actually buy a stack of gold ore. You can buy as many stacks of gold ore as you want. You can buy as many stacks of Nook Mile tickets as you want. You can buy as many bells as you want. As much as you're willing to spend in real money, you can buy it in Animal Crossing. And then besides the villagers, it becomes a sort of pay to win type of scenario. Your island looks the best because you went out there and bought all of these items that most people aren't normally going to be able to get right now. Maybe you spent real money to get the Zodiac set. Maybe you spent real money to get all the golden DIY recipes because you can do that, guys. I'm telling you right now, there's websites selling the DIY golden tools. You don't have to get a five star town. You can go give somebody $10 and they'll give you the golden recipes so is that any different from say world of warcraft going onto ebay and buying an account that has thunder fury on it you know what i mean like I it's got disagree with that i do too i disagree with that i do too but i don't think that people doing that ruins my play of the game do you know what i mean I, yeah i would venture to say it doesn't matter to me what set you have in your house it really doesn't like it, it the play to win thing that what you said kind of set me off a little bit. And I know that's probably not what you were meaning, but there there is no winning in Animal Crossing. Isn't there? No, it's not. I mean, I would argue that there is. Sean's not playing the game right. He doesn't think you can win. <laughs> I would, oh, gosh, I, I would argue that there are like set goals that everybody tries to achieve. And there's are like set things that that make it, quote unquote, the end game. Uh, I mean, wouldn't I it be? Know. I mean, maybe the end game, you know, is getting that beautiful looking town with the, all these awesome looking characters. And, you know, maybe, I don't know, you tweet it out and it goes viral, you know, I mean that you know i don't i'm thinking you know off the off the wall but is that like the end game you know to to sh hey look at come look at this town you know i don't know dude i honestly i i don't think that there's a way that you can be better than anyone else at animal crossing it's all subjective it sure, all comes down it's, to it's your subjective tastes. to what you enjoy what you want in your town but it takes away and i'm fine being the only person that takes this stance on the show that's fine with me you're trying to quantify something that has no quantifiable value. But I think there is a quantifiable value because the community has put a value on everything. There is a price. People aren't. If I want Raymond. OK, going back to Raymond. If I want Raymond the cat, I know the price starts at 800 Nook Mile tickets. 800 Nook Mile tickets. That is a hundred and sixty thousand, if I'm not mistaken, right? One hundred sixty thousand Nook Miles. Eight hundred tickets times two thousand. Or yeah. So, oh no, I'm sorry. One point six million Nook Miles, not one hundred sixty thousand. That's one point <laughs> six million Nook Miles for eight hundred tickets. Playing the game a normal way, Sean, nobody could accumulate 800 Nook Mile tickets 
unless you played 24 hours a day since the game came out. 1.6 million Nook Miles. I gotta respect that, but I come in and I tell you right now, I don't give two craps if I have Raymond on my island. But the, to a lot of people, as you guys said, the end game is making your town beautiful, making sure that you have the villagers that you want. And if the only way to do that is to buy it, if you don't have time to play like Dan or you guys are struggling to do things, then the fact that it's there slowly breaks down and people that have weak tendencies. I'm not talking us. Maybe we're stronger. Maybe we aren't going to cave in to buying Raymond for forty dollars. But you know what? The other day, (laughs) the other day, guys, I thought about, hmm, am I willing to spend $40 to buy Raymond? I talked about it over with Jessica. I was like, you know what? I want Raymond. Is he really worth $40? And I decided that he's not. But there are other people who would say, you know what? Maybe he is because that's the one I want most. And I think the fact that these microtransactions exist, people are going to break down and they will spend that money, as you said, to get the villagers that they want. I think it's all subjective to to a point. If I got Raymond on my island right now, Brian, I would give him to you for free. And anybody out there listening, if you have Raymond, Judy, Sid or what's the other one? Audie, let me know. Yeah, hit your boy. But I would do it for a Big Mac, dude. I'd be like, get me a number one large. <laughs> no pickle. And I'm in. I'll give it to you. Sean, you I'm not paying your fucking fees for Raymond. <laughs> well, it, 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 so here's a question. When does this start having a negative effect on the community? Because it already it is already kind of, has. That's what I'm saying. Because one to me, one of two things will happen. People will be like, this is ridiculous that people are charging this for this and that. And it'll discourage you from playing the game. Or It's I, all over the place will everybody's nintendo? complaining will nintendo, nintendo i think will step in they already showed that they're willing to do so they've already showed for the first time ever they're willing to change an animal crossing game after release they're only willing to do it because they're releasing most of the game on dlc and they want people to continue to play <laughs> yes yes it is i mean you're white knighting them and that that's not the case like they they gave us half the game. No, I, I know. But I'm saying that Nintendo for the first time ever has changed drop rates and spawn rates. That's something that Blizzard is usually you know, going to be having to worry about because it's an MMO. Animal Crossing has never been an MMO. So you have Nintendo now showing that they're willing to go into the code and change the spawn rates, change timers, change all these things. I'm not talking, um, you know, adding things like DLC events. Well, I well, I think it's crazy that all that stuff is actually, you know, being gated to the Internet connectivity like, you know, May Day starts on May 1st. But if I time travel to May 1st right now, it's not May Day. It will only be Mayday when the internet says it's Mayday. So it's very unlike all the other Animal Crossings where I could time travel to December 25th and it's Toy Day. But right. the fact the fact that they're changing stuff that is so reminiscent of an MMO, you can clearly tell Nintendo is taking a different stance when it comes to New Horizons. Well, I'm glad they are. Do you think it's possible that Nintendo might start undercutting some of these prices that people are charging and maybe start having microtransactions where they charge? I sure as hell hope not. That, you I, know, hope I, not. That's, I hope I not. Hope that's pay to win. No, I, I just. But the pay to win system already 
exists. Exactly. And how much of a negative effect is it going to have? The pay to win system already exists. Again, I can spend $10 to get six DIY golden recipes. I can spend $20 to get 20 million bells. Right now, much like the Chinese gold farmers, a dollar gets you a million bells. Just like a dollar used to get you a decent amount of gold back in the day. It was like 100,000 or some bullshit like that. I don't know. What, exactly what, what was. was the revenue generating features in Pocket Camp? I think that's the barometer Leaf to tickets. tell you what Nintendo is willing to do. Leaf tickets. So were the do you think they things. would introduce that? Um, No, they gave us 50 Leaf tickets for free by linking your New Horizons account to Pocket Camp to get those items. Like I sent you guys the uh, the camper stuff that you can do. I don't know if you ever played Pocket Camp, but um, I didn't play it long enough to get the items with tickets. That's why, but, 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 but that's why I sent them minutes. to you guys. Yeah, yeah that's why I, that's why minutes. I sent them to you guys in case you didn't actually play it. But they, they did that. Yeah, yeah, le- leaf tickets were <laughs> the um, leaf tickets were the actual main like currency that you could buy with real money in pocket. Game. Yeah, well, you know, it, maybe they introduce something like that, but I don't think it's going to be like a, give us 20 bucks and we'll give you whatever item. You know? I don't think they would, but the same system could apply to Nook Mile tickets because it is the same type of um, same type of scenario. Yeah. Nook Mile Nook Mile tickets are identical to basically leaf tickets. They serve the same type of purpose. I'm not going to lie on, on the on the issue at hand. I'm not too bent out of shape about it because I won't I don't think it's going to affect me that much. But I do think that it's kind of bullcrap that I go on Nookpedia or whatever you you linked us to, and they already have all the Christmas stuff up. Like it, it just it they kind have of bothers the Christmas me. stuff that you can get without it being the Christmas event because Nook has always sold the big festive tree and that kind right. of stuff. So, and right. I think like the fall stuff because you know the Southern Hemisphere it was fall during the cherry blossom season, so they were able to get like the mushrooms and that kind of stuff. So that's why a lot of people were able to trade that stuff around right but it's it's uh it, it's been an issue i didn't realize how long we've actually been talking on this so i just looked at the timer but I, i'm glad that you guys somewhat had a different stance on this than i well, did and, and I, i'm sorry I, 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 no i was gonna say i'm, I'm curious to know because i do know some of our community i think joe the chode a couple other people are playing maybe not joe i don't remember exactly who in discord said they were playing animal crossing tell brian i hate him please F you, Judy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i love that I mean, she Uh, said it, not me. Of course. Yeah. Is that you, Kyle? Are you wearing a sparkly sparkly jacket now? (laughs) He's Elvis, it looks like. Yeah, see, none of this bothers me that much. I don't think if you interact with it online, then it, it doesn't change how you play the game. I feel like the personality of the casual or excuse me, that's not right. The personality of the Animal Crossing player has changed. It used to be like a kind of like a caring, helpful, like let's band together. Check out my stuff. Check out your stuff. Oh, that's cool. I like what you have. Now it's like, look at my stuff. I'm better than you. Like it's it's almost like a society mirror now. No, see, I I don't agree with that either. I just think that this is the most. I actually think that that is happening. (laughs) No, see, I I think that this is just the most popular Animal Crossing of all time. It's the highest digital sales of any game ever in the history of consoles. And I think that we are just getting a wider variety of people playing now. So I don't think that the that. Animal Crossing players are getting on the whole more scumbaggy. I just think that there are more scumbags in total and therefore the scumbag voice is louder than it's ever been. Well, can we go full circle with this and just blame the coronavirus or more people at home? Full circle. (laughs) 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 Having a hard time talking. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't don't know Daffy Duck, can we? (laughs) 
Wow. Wow, okay. Kyle. Jeez. Good for you picking on someone else, huh? Look at you. <laughs> but is that the issue? Are more people at home, so more people are playing this game? Is that why it seems like it's being blown out of proportion so much? Would If this was a, you know, just a normal time and, you know, life was normal, would would it be as much of a focus? Would it be I blowing up it. as much people as it does? People can't make money in real life, so they're, so they're doing everything <laughs> they can yeah. to, to game uh, New Horizons. Yeah. I guess can hey, you hate him then? I guess go him. Yeah, can you hate him for trying to make some oh, money off Animal Crossing when they're on the he taught me if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, I guess. So, oh, all right, that's enough. That's enough of that. Let's move on. That was good, though. I, <laughs> I enjoyed good. that. That was good. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, that music right there means it is time for Kickstart My Heart. And Dan got a Metroidvania for you oh, this week. Oh, right up my alley. A heartfelt Metroidvania experience, Kyle. So oh, yeah, uh, tugging on them hard strings. Uh, let's see what we got here. They're already crushing their goal and stretch goals, but can we find a little bit of information on this? Here we go. I'm about to give it the 20 minute test. 20 minute test. <laughs> is there a demo? There is a demo. There is a demo. So Sean's going to tell you your game sucks. <laughs> In a land where a dark curse has consumed all color, an abandoned orphanage hides a terrible secret. After nine years of living in the shadows, a brave warrior will rise, Europa, a battle-hardened maiden who carries the fate of the world on her shoulders. Equipped with little else than her parents' mementos, her task is daunting. Venture inside the missing orphan's memories to vanquish the curse that has been tormenting the people and restore peace to the lands. So we have Europa, we have Apino, we have Claude, and we have Van. Looks like our, our four main character type of people. It says here that a giant mechanical castle was left by an ancient king to protect the country's orphan youth. From time to time, its halls are known to move almost as if they have a life of their own. Now, only a shadow of its former glory, the orphanage Talos lies corrupted with darkness. Lose yourself in a dark 2D side-scrolling adventure with an emphasis on emotional storytelling, exploration, and combat. Slash your way through immense mechanical, slash your way through the, through the immense mechanical castle known as Talos and visit exotic places through the memories of its missing orphans. Stumbled through that one, but got there in the end. Lift the, is it Lamets? Lift the Lamets that darken the map? Or, or is that... A thing? What? Laments? Like, uh, like laments? Like laments? Yeah, like lamentations, yeah. Yeah. I think, maybe? Yeah. Lift lift like the laments that darken... Yeah. Uh, maybe Lift <laughs> the laments that darken the map. Lift the laments that darken the map by defeating hidden bosses. So, yeah, maybe. Uh, transform into different elemental armors that will allow you to experience the game's design in surprising ways. Gain power-ups, of course, because it's a Metroidvania. Find collectible secret treasures. Modify the difficulty curve by choosing what challenge you will tackle first. That's interesting. Discover a wide array of references to classic games like Castlevania, Mega Man Zero, Super Metroid, and Demon's Crest. They're speaking my language. Kyle. Yeah, looks good. on this, man? Uh, uh, you know, I okay, so so there's a couple things that I look for when I look at Metroidvanias. You know that I love Metroidvanias. They're one of my favorites. Which is why I came to you first yeah. to see here kind of what you're thinking. Number one, the backgrounds of this game are gorgeous. The music gorgeous, sounds really great. dude. It's The atmosphere is amazing. In the trailer, there's like an underwater town she visits or something, and that background is wild looking. It looks really, really rad. Do you know why the soundtrack is so rad? Uh, no. Ooh. Who done it? Tell me. M Michiro Yamani and Manami Matsume. Michiro Yamani is Castlevania, and Manami Matsume is Mega Man. These two amazing female composers are coming together to do the soundtrack to Nine Years of Shadows. Okay, now, one of the other things I look for 
is movement mechanics. And something about the way she jumps I don't like. <laughs> I know that sounds really, really strange, uh, but it is such an important part of especially like modern Metroidvania. Maybe, it's, maybe it. it's just the animation that you're not feeling or something. I don't know. I mean, that that's that's an easy change. Of course. Yeah. Now I am. I do really like the looks of this game. What are the uh, what are the entry points? The entry points. It looks like the cheapest way to get a copy of the game is 13 US dollars, which is 300 Mexican. What is it? Pe- is it pesos? Yeah. Mex- pesos is the currency in Mexico. So, damn, that's a huge exchange rate. <laughs> 13 US dollars. The crazy thing is, is yeah. this game ain't coming out till next December, December, December 2021. So yeah. this is this is this is just started development not that long ago, but it already looks pretty damn good for, for what they've been able to do so far. And like I said, they've they've crushed their goal. They were looking for 15,000 US dollars. They're currently sitting at 52,000. There are only five days to go. Like this has slipped under our radar until today. So I'm glad I'm getting to showcase it at the end because I do think this game has potential. If they can get to $61,000, which is very, eh, I don't know. It's likely though. They're 9,000 away in five days. It's possible. The soundtrack community could push through to get a partially orchestrated soundtrack, which would be amazing. That would be awesome, actually. I'm, I'm okay. I love orchestrated soundtracks in games. The fact that they've got Machiro, uh, Machiro Yamani and Manami Matsume working on this game, dude, it's, it's incredible. I'm so excited to hear what they do because, you know, you, you look back at the classic Castlevania music, the classic Mega Man music that we've played so much of on our uh, video game music podcast every Wednesday, BG Mania. Really looking forward to seeing what they do, man. It's really cool. And it said, uh, they said that um, Machiro Yamani actually had a request of the developers if for her to work on the game. Uh, she wanted to do something with healing music. So they said healing music is going to play a very important role in the game. Okay. That's pretty cool. It says, as big fans of video game music, we have decided to implement a mechanic dedicated to showcasing the nurturing and soothing power of music. By finding music notes scattered around the castle, you will be able to visit the Digolado Theater and give those notes to two mystical composers that are said to wander there, who are basically Machiro Yamani and Manami Matsume. In exchange, you will get to see the characters perform exclusive melodies tuned to 432 hertz, designed to soothe your soul and expand your health and magic meters. But that 432 hertz is supposedly the frequency that, like, the the wavelengths are supposed to help the, the healing tendencies or something of your body. So they're actually doing that within the game as well. That's not bad. I like that. That's, that's actually really it, cool. It's a cool little touch. I mean, I don't think it's going to make me, like, go out and buy the game. But oh, no, the, I thing, like the, thing that, the thing that made that. me go out and buy the game is that it's a Metroidvania and two amazing composers. Once I saw that, I was in. <laughs> $13, dude? That's nothing. That's an easy buy. Yeah, I will. Yep, I'll, I'll pick this up. Yeah, this looks great. I will gladly uh, give them. Dude, is it really 80 US dollars translates to 2,000 pesos? I know, man. We should all move to Mexico. The, pe- be rich. the peso rate is like 10 pesos to a dollar or so, I think. Yeah, because these these guys, this team is based out of Guadalajara. So, yeah, I just never realized how. Maybe 20 pesos to a dollar. I don't know. What how what how it is. crazy the exchange rate was to that. Like, that, that's insane. But the game looks great. I'm really excited to see what this team can do. Again, I, I and I think I even forgot to I think I even forgot to say the name of the game at the start. But I know I said it in the uh, in the in the middle. It's called Nine Years of Shadows. That's my fault for not saying what it actually was called. And if I 
did forget to skip it. I think, I think the, the character design isn't bad. No, it looks cool. It's very Castlevania. It's very Castlevania. Yeah. And I think that's the point. Uh, one peso equals four cents. Dang. Well, how is... Is that not... So, yeah, that's almost $24. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, so that's right, yeah. Go check it out. Kickstarter.com. <laughs> the game is nine years of shadows. We're going to sit here and contemplate pesos and U.S. dollars. You learn for everything the, for the rest on the, of the day. <laughs> Exchange rates. You learn it all. You got the uh, the motherfucking D-O-double-G soup dog in Discord. Really? Dude, yes. how funny. Soup. What a good soup meme. Dog. Soup, oh, dog. soup dog. Soup <laughs> dog? Soup <laughs> dog! That's going to bring us to the close of the show, Kyle. What's the final words? Not next Sunday, but the following Sunday is going to be May 10th, I believe. And yes, that, that is correct. is Mother's Day. So you've got some time now. You've got just under two weeks to prepare at time of this show posting and uh, make sure you take the time, make the time to any special mothers in your life. Doesn't have to be your mother for me specifically. It's my wife. She's the mother of my three children and she is a fantastic mother. She's been at home uh, with those three children in quarantine for well over a month now and has been pulling her hair out, I'm sure. Uh, But she's doing such a great job of it and is, and is holding herself together so well. And I'm, I'm grateful for her. And I love her dearly. She listens to this sometimes. So I love you, honey. Um, but so there's but, no excuse now. You've reminded them all that Mother's Day is coming up. I've reminded you all May 10th, Mother's Day. You know what? I'm going to do another shout out. Go to freaking Booberry Draws, her Etsy. My friend oh, yeah. Robin, uh, Booberry Draws. She's got some uh, really cute Mother's Day cards up for sale. Order one of those. It's And they're not expensive either. Just uh, just take the time and, uh, you know, do something nice for the mothers in your life. And, and, and make sure you send Sean a bunch of demos so he can finish some games. And Shen. Send Sean some 20 minute demos. <laughs> Sean minute, thinks he thinks he finished Trials of Mana. He's like, I beat that game. <laughs> man, I gotta tell you, that game. It sucked. That, I beat it, that broke my heart, man. It broke my heart. <laughs> oh, that is gonna do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of Max Level made possible by leveldowngames.com. And thanks again to Dance with the Dead for all the awesome music. Woo! Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you drop it over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash level dog games and subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash level dog games and click that follow button. Techie Geek in Discord actually asked me earlier, uh, I think it was yesterday, why did I stop streaming? I'll answer it now. I stopped streaming because I don't have a good enough PC to stream anymore. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, my PC took a beating when I was doing video podcasts every single week because uh, Max Level used to be a video podcast. And then we used to do the uh, gorgeous lads of wrestling, myself, Frank, and somebody else who's no longer with Level Down Games. We used to do a wrestling podcast that was also video only. Well, it was also audio, but it also had video capabilities. So putting out a two, sometimes two and a half hour video podcast every couple days was beating the shit out of my GPU. <laughs> And uh, if I kept every time I would start to stream, I would lose frames and it just was a mess. So I actually can't stream that well, anymore, which is why I stopped. But uh, we are going to be building that new PC soon. So make sure you're following us twitch.tv forward slash them games. And uh, hopefully I will be joining streamer Dan, who you can find twitch.tv forward slash K-R-A-I-Z-D-1-1 crazed D11. Go check him out streaming. Uh, are you back to five days a week yet or no? Uh, yeah. Now that work kind of slowed down a little bit. I'm um, five days. Yeah. 
That's good. And we know you're going to be playing Uncharted soon. So if you get yes, to see I'm those excited games, to dive or into Jake, that. if you want to watch Dan play him, go check out Twitch. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes, that would be awesome. Stocking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook will be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links. And in that description box, you will find a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Do it. Until next week, keep getting experience until you reach Max. 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 baby. Surprise, motherfucker. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go back to making out with Judy on my island. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go back to trying to find Raymond. And uh, maybe, maybe I'll borrow some money from Sean and buy him because Sean's okay with the microtransactions. <laughs> yeah, you know, just give me, give me a number one. Give, and, me, uh, give me a trials of mana demo and uh, we'll call it good. <laughs> give me a number one with a large Dr. Pepper and it will be all right. Hit me just up. Have your, just have your Amazon wish list link posted in Discord. He'll buy something off of it. You can, yeah. yeah, my, my, my Nookazon wish list. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, on Nookazon. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy, man. That's bonkers.